This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, you can add the Patent and Trademark Office to the list of agencies who have fully reopened all of its offices to employees. BLM workers voice their opinion when it comes to union representation. Meanwhile, another federal employee union goes to bat for wildland firefighters. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has fully reopened all of its offices to employees. Those include its headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, and San Jose. This marks the third phase of USPTO's office reentry plan. The agency has also resumed some in-person events and appointments for the public. USPTO is following COVID-19 guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and only requires visitors to wear masks in locations with a high level of community risk. Employees at the Bureau of Land Management's headquarters vote to receive union coverage. Federal News Network's Drew Freeman reports. In a vote 116 to 20, BLM workers elect the National Treasury Employees Union to represent them. 200 employees are now the second BLM bargaining unit with NTEU. They join their counterparts in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which the union has represented for two years. NTEU says employees organized in part because the Trump administration relocated facilities in 2020. Interior Secretary Deb Holland has since reversed that decision. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The National Federation of Federal Employees calls on the White House to give all federal wildland firefighters an across-the-board pay raise. Through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, some firefighter salaries will go up either by $20,000 or by half of their base salary, but the legislation only applies to areas where it's difficult to recruit and retain wildland firefighters. Nefi says critical staffing shortages for firefighters exist nationwide. The union is asking the administration to expand the act to cover all wildland firefighters. The State Department's Inspector General's Office raises favoritism concerns with Foreign Service Promotion Boards. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Employees at an office within the State Department's Human Resources Bureau frequently awarded family members, friends, and acquaintances with paid positions on Foreign Service Promotion Boards, according to a recent IG report. The IG's office found individuals closely connected to employees at the Bureau of Global Talent Management's Office of Performance Evaluation served on Foreign Service Selection Boards every year from 2014 to 2021, in some cases multiple times. Some of these individuals were paid tens of thousands of dollars. The IG's office began its work in 2020 following a whistleblower complaint. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A crucial panel for federal employees now has not only a quorum, but a complete roster for the first time in years. Federal News Network's Tom Temin reports. After months of holdup, the Senate has confirmed Kathy Harris as the third member of the Merit Systems Protection Board. She'll also be the board chair. The vote was 48 to 46 along party lines. Two other members were confirmed last month after the board went vacant for nearly three years. Board members must now decide on some 3,500 cases representing appeals to administrative law judge decisions lodged by agencies or employees. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. 
Federal law enforcement agencies will take a close look at recruitment, hiring, promotion, and retention practices under a new executive order. President Joe Biden's EO on effective, accountable policing directs the Office of Personnel Management to convene an interagency working group to strengthen federal law enforcement personnel practices. It directs OPM and agencies to pay particular attention to promoting an inclusive, diverse, and expert law enforcement workforce. The order calls for the working group to publish an action plan within the next year. Top Republicans on the Senate Finance Committee are telling the IRS to get ahead of their paper-based workload for next year's filing season. Ranking member Mike Crapo and committee member Chuck Grassley urged the IRS to put 2D barcodes on paper tax returns for next year's filing season. The National Taxpayer Advocate says this technology would greatly reduce the work IRS employees need to put into processing those returns. Paper tax returns make up a small fraction of the total number of returns the IRS receives in a year, but they have led to backlogs at the agency. Agencies looking to deploy fifth-generation wireless technology have some new security guidance. Here's Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. The NRO has awarded major satellite imagery contracts to Black Sky, Maxar, and Planet. The electro-optical commercial layer deals are worth billions of dollars over the next decade. Maxar was previously the sole prime contractor for commercial imaging at NRO, but the growth of the commercial satellite industry has seen firms like Black Sky and Planet win more contracts from the NRO and other spy agencies. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Defense industry groups are advocating for a larger defense budget for 2023 after seeing current inflation numbers. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more for us. The Aerospace Industries Association is asking Congress to keep funding for the Defense Department at 3 to 5 percent above inflation levels. If current rates stay as they are, then Congress will need to bump up the president's defense budget request, which only assumes about a 2 percent rate of inflation. The National Defense Industries Association is advocating for the same considerations. Both organizations are also asking Congress to deliver funding on time to reduce waste. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Six companies are walking away with prize money for 5G innovations from the Defense Department and the National Telecommunications and Information Administration. The challenge is a multi-stage prize competition for the adoption of 5G open interfaces, interoperable subsystems, and other technologies for an open 5G ecosystem. The companies will now move to stage two interoperability testing. The Veterans Affairs Department is putting a call out for innovators to help it develop new suicide prevention strategies for veterans. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough said they need to use every tool available in order to end veteran suicide. Submissions from 40 teams will be selected, receiving awards ranging from $100,000 to $3 million. Participants will have access to a collection of open data, surveys, and reports on veteran suicide prevention as they write their concept papers. Those interested should submit concept papers to VA by July 8th. The FCC hires 14 companies to help with its next phase of IT modernization. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The FCC was one of the first agencies to move its infrastructure to the cloud. Now it's embarking on an application modernization effort. To do that, the FCC awarded 14 companies a spot on its Application Development Support Service Blanket Purchase Agreement. The five-year contract has a $203 million ceiling. Under this IDIQ-type contract, the FCC is asking these 14 winners to provide program and project management support, software and application development and support, and enterprise microservices development. 
Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Senate pushes forward a new bill to try to prevent organizational conflicts of interest among government contractors. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee passed the Preventing Organizational Conflicts of Interest in Federal Acquisition Act Wednesday. The legislation is in response to concerns over McKinsey and Company's alleged conflict in advising the FDA and drug companies at the same time. The new bill would require agencies to identify potential conflicts for specific contracts early in the process. Federal contractors would be required to disclose other business relationships with entities that conflict with the specific work that an agency has hired them to do. And the Energy Department is launching a pilot to decarbonize four of its 17 national laboratories, DOE labs in Idaho, Colorado, and Washington, as well as the National Energy Technology Laboratory with locations in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Oregon, will participate in the program. The Net Zero Labs pilot initiative was created to meet the Biden administration's goal to reach net zero greenhouse emissions by 2050. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said they are leading by example by tackling some of the most energy-intensive and hardest-to-decarbonize federal facilities. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.